Yeah, to everyone, Kelvin here. Welcome to episode 40 of the Res Metal Podcast. On this episode, I was lucky enough to talk with Matthias King of the Navajo One Man Black Metal Project, East Nahe. Um, it was a really cool talk I had. You know, we were able to talk about the background and formation of East Nahe and the uh, like the influences, uh, especially, you know, Navajo language and culture. Uh, we also talk about like the creative and recording process. Um, if you're not familiar with East Nahe, it's a, like I said, a Navajo one man black metal project, um, based out of New Mexico and formed in 2018. There are three albums and four EPs available to stream on the, you know, popular streaming services like Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And just recently, East Nahe released a collection of cover songs. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play a quick clip off that. Um, and then um, right after that, play the, uh, the interview. So check out this uh, cover of the AFI song, Girls Not Gray. All right, check it out. from East Nahe. Um, I'm very thankful to talk with him on this episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Matt uh, introduce himself uh, for all the listeners. Okay. Um, hello. Um, Matthias King. Kiani, that's a chedo, I see that's another. Um, Shamae, Mesalago, Holia. I am a Snahi, and I currently reside in New Mexico. And right. glad to be here. All right. Um, 
Yeah, I've been, um, I actually, you know, just kind of picked up on uh, your music. Um, I was, um, you know, following the, you know, the metal cave zine. You know, they have like some social media content and they have a YouTube channel and they uploaded um, your your music on their YouTube channel. And that's kind of how I came across. So I want to say this was last year. but um, how long have you, um, you know, played music or been a part of um, music, Matt? Um, I've been playing music since, let's see, I think at, towards the end of middle school, or like my, or like my freshman year of high school, maybe. And as far as band goes, um, I joined my first band. In high school, because <laughs> uh, like my my friend was you know in the band, so he asked me if I could play, if I knew any instruments, and I was like I played with some guitar, and you know ended up joining his band. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what instrument did you what instrument did you start out with? Um, I started off with guitar, you know, just like uh, you know, like like playing cover songs. Starting off with the basics, uh, yeah. It, first, it was guitar, and then eventually it led down to doing vocals. I started doing that as well when I joined my friend's band, kind of doing like back, kind of like backup vocals or like switching vocals between me and the main singer or like back and forth kind of thing. So. Yeah, and then um, um wh- wh- uh, how many um. How many bands or, or kind of like what was your progression towards uh, the type of, you know, from when you started music to the type of music you play now? Um, so the first band that um, that I joined in high school was like a black metal band. <laughs> so that's pretty much where I started in that band. After uh, they were like a year older than me. And so they graduated, went off their separate ways. And I, I believe during the summer, me and my friend, uh, oh, sorry, um, like started our own, our own thing. Or it was mainly like his band, but I just joined, you know, like rhythm guitar and vocals here and there. But it was mainly his band. And then he went off to, he moved out of the, you know, out of the res. And my final year in high school, my senior year, I uh, started my first solo act uh, as King, or yeah, King. King was like the first solo act that I ever like started from 2007 or no, 2007, uh, 2010. Uh, made a few albums up until 2014. Um, then after that, I just, you know, kind of just like, you know, that mindset, like, I'm not going anywhere with this, um, you know, because it's black metal. At the time, it was like pretty underground. It wasn't as big as it was now. And yeah, not not really m- many people were like buying into it. They were like mostly into like the metalcore, deathcore, uh, screamo kind of thing. So... I just kind of laid off the music for a couple of years, like I, honestly, like four years, I, I believe. 
I just didn't really like uh, pick up music until 2018. I was like, you know, I'll just give it another shot. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna really worry what you know people are into, what they're not into. You know, if they like it, they like it. And that was the debut of my my band and my first album. So, <laughs> and here I am now. <laughs> awesome. Um, just kind of going back a little bit. Um, whereabouts did you uh, did you grow up? As far as your background. Um, I sorry, I uh, I grew up in Sanders, Arizona, like a little r- r- reservation town. Uh, went to like a how would you say like a Bilagana school, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, just you know learning or going to like uh, that school kind of like away from like the res, you know, it was like up until I went back to like the school on the res uh, during my junior year, I believe. So, and that's like when the whole music thing kind of like, kind of like kicked into effect. Cause like at the old uh, Bilagana school I was, I was at, there wasn't really anybody that was like into, you know, like, uh, metal or anything like that. Uh, not not including us, like uh, the, the like the native kids that went to school there, you know, from, from Sanders. So, yeah, there was like some Sanders kids that went to school at that other Billigana school than the reservation school that I was there. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, after going to school from there, I went back to Moran School. You know, I I kind of like forgot. Like, you know, like my own roots in a way, like, you know, like, uh, like the way of living, the teachings and all that, you know. So it was kind of like a, a good reset, I guess, going back to the res school. I mean, seeing how, how we all like, uh, growing up, like, you know, well, like, you know, we get affected by, you know, like the, the drugs, alcohol and all that stuff, you know. And then seeing it like, like comparing it to a red school to like a Bilagana school, I mean, you don't really, I mean, there's like a difference, you know, like, um, how, how do I say it? Like, uh, I, I guess it affected us more because, you know, how we're like, well, there's like not much to do over there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we have parties and all that stuff. Can relate to that now. Just, um, Especially yeah. during the pandemic, it's just, um, you know, people yeah. are staying home and just not much to do out here in the res. Yeah, it's kind of like pretty sad to think about it, like overall. <laughs> and I would like jobs there too, like, you know, there's not really much jobs in, in the res these days as well. Oh, and yeah, how would like this whole pandemic is kind of like affecting everything. It's, pretty uh, pretty nuts <laughs> yeah with your current um uh, music that you play you know i i see that a lot of your songs and um albums they you know have um uh navajo titles i was wondering um how you're able to you know use the navajo language um uh kind of like how does that uh, play a role um like with you now um and uh versus you know when you were uh growing up was it 
you know, something that you had, like, were you, or did you have family members who spoke Navajo? And oh, yeah, um, yeah, my 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 parents, um, uncles, aunts, everybody, like you know, the elders, they all spoke Navajo. And as kids, you know, they're like, you know, how it goes. They're like, yeah, you guys need to learn your language and all that. And then when he asked, they're like, they, in a way, they like turned the other cheek, you know. But like, except for like my mom, she tried teaching me. So here and there, I would kind of like pick up what she would say, what, you know, just like kind of understand some parts. And when I first started my whole uh, earlier band, it was mostly all English. I believe, um, and the like. Uh, let's see, the first time I used the Navajo word was like with uh, my debut album, Night Walker. Uh, yeah, I just I just used like you know Night Walker in Navajo. So uh, I was like, then after that I was like, um, maybe this next album I'll I'll try to do like some you know incorporate some Navajo language into it. Because um, I remember this band, uh, Ast- Astroth. I remember they they had like, a, I think one or two songs in Navajo, if I recall, from their CD, Darkness and Beyond, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it's what, a badass yeah. album. Yeah, I remember listening to that shit like a lot in, I mean, a lot in, um, like back in high school. And I was like, like, it's crazy, like, you know, the first time I ever seen, I ever heard like a native band, especially like you know seeing a Navajo, and like I thought it was pretty cool. Like it's still cool at the time, you know. I'm not sure if they were the first or if they weren't, but you know, I mean, in a sense, yeah. I, after that, I kind of like motivated me. I was like, you know, I should do that too. You know, like I figured it would be pretty cool, and also like. Uh, I, I also had my my mother like translate, help me translate lyrics, um, my lyrics into Navajo. So I I would kind of have to like make my lyrics a little simpler than what I uh, intended, like you know like the whole big words and stuff. So I had to like you know try to simplify as much as possible. Uh, yeah, and I was pretty horrible at trying to. Kind of like you know, translate the Navajo or the English to Navajo. So, uh, so I was like, ah, you know. So she would end up helping me. Uh, so it, I thought it was pretty cool. Like also, you know, kind of like having my my mom uh, help me out with the band stuff as well. So I mean, it was cool. Like cool, like a uh, parent and son kind of experience. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I, I can relate um, somewhat. Um, I used to take uh, Navajo classes, you know, like in high school. Um, oh, I, I went to went to high school in Flagstaff, um, Flagstaff High School, and I remember like my homework assignments. Like I would like call my mom, and I would like you know ask her to like translate from English to Navajo, and then over the phone, and then I would try my best to like spell out like what. Like the uh, pronunciation of certain words, um, but no, that's really cool that you yeah. do that with the with your with your music. Yeah, I mean, like I would try to write something, but you're like, nah, you're writing something completely different. It's like, oh, yeah, there's some there are like some funny moments like that too, you know, like but 
I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, not, not like uh, I haven't really like like I don't really know like you know if some artists you know kind of have like you know the parents help them out with you know such uh, with their music other you know other than like supporting and stuff you know like actually helping them out you know I mean honestly there's like nothing wrong with that at all I mean especially with Navajo I mean yeah I mean it's pretty hard <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah, like just the whole, um, the whole uh, translation in general. Uh, I, yeah, so during the second album, I, I just thought of that. Then I was, I was kind of like my whole like, uh, you know, uh, also doing like a some songs in that row. Currently, like whole uh, the whole lyrics in that row, which was like pretty hard to do. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it's just screaming in general. But like doing trying to do that in Navo was like pretty it's pretty challenging, but it, it was also pretty fun to do and I, I kinda like was hoping to like encourage more like uh, you know, native uh bands, artists, you know, like if I if I can do it too or if Ashroth and me and like you know, other if you guys if we can, you know, use our incorporate our, our um our language into our music, I think it would like kind of set the scales a little high, you know, within the whole uh, indigenous, indigenous metal. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. I think uh, you're probably one of the few that I, um, that I know of who uh, writes whole songs um, in the, in a native language. So that's, that's really cool. I'm sure there's others, but I just, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, Going back to the formation of uh, Isnahe, um, what a uh, um, like, uh, how did you decide to just kind of do it as a one man project? Uh, for the most part, I, I mean, I didn't really have like uh, relatives or like or, like uh, friends that were like you know that that um that like you know mainly played music i mean i i had a couple friends that played music but they were like kind of far from where i lived uh and then also like my brother who just uh from my previous band you know he was out of state or out of like you know miles away uh doing his own thing or like friends you know doing their own thing and you know, I, I guess music was i mean music was like you know like uh like I mean they love music but like it wasn't like um their top priority I guess so to say so to speak so I was like uh since I have you know nobody I I might as well just do you know do everything myself because <laughs> um but that uh after my first band disbanded uh the band I joined or I, the band I joined was a satanic havoc. It was just me and my my brother, or my best friend, but brother. You know, I just call him brother. But yeah, he was kind of showing me how to do everything, because when I joined his band, he already had like all these demos, like you know, like three demos and everything. I was like, what the, like that's crazy, you know. And then like seeing him do his uh, music, do his work, you know, like. Uh, like the drum machine kind of thing, adding bass and his guitar, 
than him doing vocals. So that pretty much inspired me to like do it, you know, like. So I, I kind of like just watched him, you know, asked him like, "How'd you do this? How'd you do that?" Then he would like give me like a <laughs> those those uh, old basic uh, recording wave pad thing. So he gave me that, and that's then it was pretty much like uh, kind of like a teacher student kind of thing. So that so pretty much I just learned it from my brother. And after that, um, after just like uh, starting music again, I was like, I'll just continue being a one man until uh, eventually, you know, uh, there comes a time where I'll be playing shows in the future. Uh, either there'll be like uh, permanent members or just, you know, fill-ins for live performances. So, you know. That's, that's um, about it, really. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned um, Ashtaroth was a big inspiration to you. Uh, what were some other uh, music that you that you were listening to at the time you started uh, Isnahe? Like, what what were some other like uh, bands or you know could be music or non music uh, inspirations for you at that time? Um, let's see. Uh, at that time, music-wise, I believe it was like mainly the big uh, black metal or death metal bands like Behemoth, Belfour, um, Children of Bodom, uh, Cradle of Filth, Carpathian Force, you know, like Demi Borger. Um, and just like those like black metal bands, Mayhem. Um, as for non-musical, I just kind of wanted to do something different at the time like I mean not not entirely different but I, I remember Ashraw being like a black metal band there and I was like I, I really like the sound and how the whole black metal like influence was and I was like hey you know sounds pretty cool I should try it after then I, I just you know then with the guitars Eventually, eventually, like after doing like covers and whatnot, you start to like you know make up your own, your own riffs and whatnot. So I started like you know trying playing or like um, doing cover songs of black metal bands and you know making my own stuff. And yeah, so that's pretty much pretty much that. And also, again, my brother, <laughs> major influence. So nice. Um... You know, I, I have to admit myself, you know, I'm not uh, fluent in Navajo. I mean, I, I try to learn, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's uh, probably one of the hardest languages to, to pick up. Um, but um, uh, can you kind of talk about the meaning of the, um, of, the, of the name of, you know, your project, Isnahe, to um, the uh, non-native uh, listeners? Oh, um, for the you know non-native listeners, uh, Snahi, honestly, the original name was going to be a destroyer. So that I was like, I'll just name my new project, you know, destroyer. And then it occurred to me, I was like, what if I name it Navo? You know. So I was asking my mom, you know, 
like, hey, is there such a word for destroyer? Because I, I, you know, I have a little dictionary or dictionaries, <laughs> and I was like, I can't find the word or the only one that's, you know, kind of similar to it is like to be broken or, you know, whatnot. So I guess, um, sort of like, uh, we were like trying to figure out like w- what's like the closest word to that destroyer. And eventually, like, my mom's like, the best that I could think of would be a snahi. So I was like, what? I was like, ah. Uh. And she would, like, send me a voice, voice recording, like, you know, how to say it, how to pronounce it and everything. So I was like, oh. And spelling it as well. So then I had to, like, you know, triple check to make sure, like, is this, you know, is this, like, you know, how to say it and how to spell it. And, yeah, that that was how we how I got the name. Uh, and, uh, like for the meeting, uh, I was like, you know, the whole new clean slate, I'm going to forget about, you know, the past, you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I would just say destroy, you know, quote unquote, my, my past, like, I, I wouldn't want to say failures, but like the, the trials, I guess, you know, start a whole new thing. Uh, whatever I was talking about then, um, you know, kind of like just talk about now what, what, uh, what things I want to like, you know, uh, talk about <laughs> like the serious or mainly serious like things like, you know, uh, no more kind of like mature pretty much like how I guess, yeah, you kind of be like more mature about it, you know, just destroy all that, all that, uh, a lot of childish stuff mm-hmm. and just be more serious about my work from from then from that point on okay yeah. cool um yeah no that's that's really cool um that you're able to you know get that translation um with the help of your family and then you know on top of that there's that uh other meaning of you know starting over and then kind of going off of like you know you know now that you have this uh, project, he's not here. Um, uh, for the listeners, you know, there's uh, um, three albums and four EPs um, that you can check out on Spotify, YouTube. Um, uh, you know, I saw that, you know, a lot of the song titles are uh, in Navajo. Some of the lyrics, uh, the lyrics are in Navajo. But um, what kind of things are you like, you know... Um, you know, writing about, you know, when you, when you do, um, a song in Navajo, like if you can, um, you know, explain, especially for like, you know, non-native listeners who find your music. Oh, oh, let me see. Um, the second track or the first song after the intro on the second album, that was, you know, we are, we are, uh, Dene or we are Navajo, we are native. Uh, that one, I was mainly touching up on like, uh, well, the English translation. Uh, I was touching up on like, uh, just like our struggles of being, you know, native, like you know, living in the reservation, living in a world of you know colonization. How we gotta like, uh, you know, strive through our tri- our triumphs, you know. Uh, 
like the poverty, depression, you know, survival, the harsh winters, the cold, all that, uh, you know, just to get water, kind of like protect our land, women, children, you know, everything that's, you know, held dear and sacred to us from all the, how would you say, the evil contaminations of, you know, all this um, you know, evil, evil things. <laughs> And how like some and how like the women, especially the women, are being missing, and how we're you know afraid, you know we gotta like you know look behind our backs, we're getting, you know, like uh, I would want like how do I say this uh, you know like with just that thinking of that going through that you know our moral our morale is going is becoming weaker by the day you know each time that happens. The addictions, the suicides, you know, it's all, it's all there. But not much, not many, like, people talk about it, really. And how, like, we're there fighting all that. But at the same time, we got to, you know, we got to, uh, how would you say, uh, remember the, our teachings from, that are being passed down, our beliefs, that as well, whether you're traditional or not. Um, you know, how the Mother Earth and Father Sky, all that, are pretty much our ways, our way of living. Soon, like, eventually, we will rise up again as the warriors of uh, Mother and Father. <laughs> and I do say that a lot, you know, with capital Mother, you know, capital Father. As I'm saying, you know, Mother Earth, Father Sky, so just yeah. something out there. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, checking out your music the the thing to me that stood out the most um are the the first track on the second album the first track on the third album the um the native american church drum like that right there that really just blew me away i was just i don't know i was just really like excited and i was like man that's so cool it's like probably the first time i've heard the that you know used in um in um you know, like metal music, and I, to me, I thought it was amazing. I, I was, I'm still, I get chills every time I hear that. Like, um, what, <laughs> yeah, what inspired you. you to use that? Um, you know, the openings for the first tracks on the second and third album. Oh, um, back. Uh, we're gonna backtrack to my my old project. I remember using that um, as an intro one time. I remember it was raining and I we didn't really have like anything like you know like high tech you know to like uh, like record or like download uh, what do you call them, samples and all we honestly all I recorded my my music then was just my was that WavePad software and fucking uh, I'm sorry uh, a rock band microphone so and I remember it was raining one time. And I was like, oh, crap, let me, you know, try to turn on the laptop, hurry up and load, load up my recording, hook up the microphone, and, you know, place, that, place it out, like, toward the, the window. And it was raining, and it was, like, lightning or thunder in the back. So I remember doing that, and then I saved that file, and then I I believe there was, like, a, rattle, a rattler uh, in, in my dad's room. So I was like, hey, maybe I should use this rattle, you know, make it like as a cool intro, 
uh, like, you know, do some, what do you call it, um, some subliminal kind of crap, you know, like record something and then put it backwards, those backward recordings. So I was like, I, I, I did that, and I thought it sounded pretty cool with the, with the rattle. I didn't have no drum or nothing, so it was just that. Started off with the rattle, and then as for the the present um, intros, um, I remember I, I was trying to look for some like uh, some native like you know drumming with the rattling, but I didn't want to get you know copyrighted or anything. So I was like, uh, or like I couldn't really find anything. So I then I remember my friend. Uh, He's like his dad used to used to have had this old uh, I think Winnebago uh, album he kind of did. So I was like, hey, do you still have that? You know his NAC uh, album songs. So he ended up you know like giving me the whole album. So and then I was just listening to it like, damn, like uh, maybe I should try this. You know, see uh, see what I can do. So, yeah, and that's how it became the uh, the intro. I, I just took, like, a little clip of the, uh, uh, just the drumming. You know, I tried to snip, like, a little bit of the drumming and the rattle, you know, playing. Yeah. that No, and it's really cool. I, I, when I first heard it, dude, I was just, I got so pumped yeah. up. I was like, man, this is so, this is so cool. It really kind of, kind of brings together, like, you know, um, um, you know, a lot of, you know, not, not a lot of people, uh, grow up around Native American church, but you know, the ones that do, it really kind of bridges yeah. that gap between, uh, you know, what, you know, yeah. what our, what we're taught growing up and then what, what we do, um, what we're drawn to as far as like, you know, heavy metal music. So I, I just thought it was really cool. And, um, yeah, I, I really, I really do dig it. It's, it's really, it's really awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then, um, have you like what? What's been the response like for for your for your music? Like, have you gotten any like responses from like other tribes or like any international like listeners or like journalists or any press? Have you or what's been the response like since you've um, started making music? Uh, like. Not really uh, anything, to be honest. <laughs> but I mean, there's some. Surprisingly, there's a, a few uh, like like people uh, internationally that I uh, you know kind of reached out to me like, hey, you know, this is this is I found your band. You know, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, you know, they're like pretty drawn drawn to it and stuff. So that was like pretty cool. <laughs> and then like uh, nationally. Uh, nothing that I know of. I mean, a few comments like on my YouTube here and there, you know, like, you know, saying like they 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 dig it, and then you know, obviously your friends and family. <laughs> well, that's about it. Yeah, and um, I know a lot of your stuff is um, available to stream, like on Spotify and YouTube. But have you released any of your music on any like physical format, like tape or CD or record? See, uh, I think the first, the first two albums, I believe, um, I just, I, I, I kind of did like a physical copies. Uh, yeah, 
and then I ended up doing like the adding the the uh, Death to the Tyrant EP with the first album, and the second album was this uh, separate. And also with those albums, I I kind of released like cover songs. So like if you got the physical copies, you would also get like these cover songs that I did. And yeah, just like a little you know like exclusive kind of thing. Yeah. But, well, did you kind of do it yourself, like as a like a self release, or did, did any like uh, any like small like um, record label um, like release your your music as a physical format? Uh, it was just self release. I had to go to the store, you know, buy all that stuff, learn how to do all the like how to do all that. So it was kind of like a great value kind of thing. <laughs> cool. But it was pretty cool doing so. Yeah, yeah, those are my like favorite. If you get um, the physical copies, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty the, cool. Those are my favorite when I get like a if I go to a concert or a show and like the the local band has like um like burn CDs for sale. I, those are always my favorite. That was pretty cool. Or like they'll just randomly give them to you and then you just listen to the CDs on the way back home from the show and like cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's cool just because then like you know if like. Because, like, if you go to a show and there's, like, four local bands and, you know, if, if one of them has, like, a CD for sale, I'll, I'll grab it and I'll listen to it. And just, you know, take something to remember the, the show. And um, I, I think it's it's cool when bands do that. Um, and then you mentioned the covers. You, you put out a, the, the covers um, as an EP um, just recently. Um, how... Uh, how did you go about choosing those songs as covers? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, those are like uh, just bands that I would like listen to, you know. And then I was just like listening and I was like, what if I, you know, did a cover of this song or this track? How would it sound? How would I go about it? And the first cover, I believe, was uh, Leakin Park. Given up, and growing up, I'm I, I was a big Linkin Park fan, or like a whole new metal fan kind of thing, like back in middle school. So like covering that song or that band was like pretty. I was like, oh, you know, it's like so much like at stake, or you know, it's kind of like a high, uh, kind of like a high standard. I, I I would like kind of see it as, and then. The track giving up, I was like, I'm gonna go for that long scream that Chester has after you know during that breakdown. So I was like, <laughs> so I'm gonna try that, you know. And that was like the first one I did, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. And I was like, after that was um was the the Green Day one, uh, Holidays. So I did the same thing, you know. And then after that, that was just. It kind of had like a thing, like two covers per like you know album. EP would be like at least one song. So then the Ramstein was the uh, Death to the Town EP. The second album was the Post Malone and Twisted cover. Um, and the last one, I think I only did like one cover for the last album, which was the AFI. And, yeah, that one's yeah. really cool. <laughs> Um, I, I 
such a question, but would you ever do a country music cover? <laughs> uh, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Maybe part two, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think, uh, I haven't heard any, like, black metal uh, renditions of any, like, country um, songs, so that's the reason I was wondering. Um, but um, kind of just talking about, like, or we can talk about just the the current, like, black metal. Um, uh, I'd say probably the last five years I've noticed, like, a big, like, uh, emergence of, like, indigenous uh, black metal projects, but... Um, uh, do you follow that? And if you do, what are your thoughts on, on the current indigenous uh, black metal? Oh, see, there's actually quite a lot. I, I think I, I don't really like know the, like, uh, like the bands, but I remember coming across like a playlist. I, it might've been the same channel like where, where you found my, my band from. I think I remember hearing some of them from from that channel, like just a playlist, because my brother was like, hey, you should check out all these, like, you know, these indigenous bands. So eventually, like, uh, I think he would, like, send me some, like, bands, some, like, uh, res bands, and I would just check them out, but, you know, like, pretty pretty cool, you know, to be honest. Like, like we're finally all, you know, like, kind of coming out and about with our own unique uh, styles and how our tribes are like being more or how like their tribes are being incorporated into their music, especially within the black metal influence. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's awesome, man. I think, um, I'd say like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know last year there was quite a few releases. Um, I know there's quite a few in Canada too, a lot of like, uh, indigenous, um, projects in Canada. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just like a listener, you know, I don't, I don't play music. Um, but you know, I just, I, I come across this stuff. Um, um, I collect a lot of like, you know, CDs, tapes and records every now and then, yeah. but I kind of just pick up on it on like social media. Like, well, I know the big one is, um, Pan American Native Front and there's, uh, he did a split with, I think the, you pronounce it like Ifernak, uh, from, Canada and um there's one uh, I've recently found um I'm not sure what um what what tribe they're affiliated with but I think it's pronounced Nichachuin um I recently mm-hmm. just came across them but they're pretty cool they're like really um a lot of acoustic guitar but uh, I really I really enjoy that um what are what are some like uh, black metal bands that you you've been listening to, or, or any band that you've been listening to lately? Oh, lately, oh, let's see. Um, but um, the last track of my album, there was a lot of Dark Fortress uh, influence on in that, <laughs> like with the riffs and even the vocal style, I, I believe. That one, yeah, I, I, I was like, I was kind of stuck on Dark Fortress for quite a while. So I was like, well, I mean, like, it would be pretty sick to like, uh, you know, kind of do like a jerk kind of style. 
you know, but not really like rip it off, but you know, it was like a big influence. That um, I kind of liked like the black metal. That's like really, how would you say, upbeat kind of thing. You know, like like upbeat. <laughs> I, I kind of really like. I'm really into like you know upbeat kind of music. Uh, I always go back to my my old middle school, high school playlists. You know, like Children of Bodom, uh, Trivium, Static X. You know, Slipknot. Uh, Bullet from Valentine, just like you know those kind of bands you kind of grew up with, Linkin Park, Ramstein, uh, Power Man. And uh, I, I really like. I was really digging the uh, Slaughter to Prevail, their I think the latest album. Yeah, I, I really like. Got into that one as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I, um, I I I've heard Slaughter to Prevail. I just I haven't picked up their new album yet. Um... Um, kind of, I'm getting close to the end of my, uh, questions, but, um, just kind of, um, letting the listeners know what's the best way to find your music. Uh, best way to find my music would be on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, the three, the big three. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, I have the Instagram page, uh, official Snahi. Or it's not any official <laughs> one of your and like in the link I have like a where it shows you you know the link to the Apple Spotify YouTube and I also have shirts if anybody's interested. <laughs> so. Nice. And um, any other shout-outs or anyone you want to kind of just you know thank uh, before we finish? Um, big like my main. Shout outs to Johnny, JM3, uh, you know, for showing me the whole new path of a new world beyond creativity within the power of music or black music, uh, being told that we can't, you know, that we can't do it with the way we can't, you know, we can't make it with the music we were making then. <laughs> so, you know, just being shot down, but, you know, and how it's evolving now and how it's becoming the main not mainstream, but you know, it's come, it's become big. So. Also, yeah, showing me how to like, you know, be a one man band for for the most part. Uh, and my elder brother uh, Jared Watchman for influencing influencing me on vocals. Uh, <laughs> like you know, uh, like like you know, you can do it pretty much like a thing. Like you know, that and also having. Um, uh, his late father, um, you know, be a part of my record as the intros with his Winnebago songs. So I kind of thank him for that. Also, uh, Colton uh, McCabe and Jeremy Jackson for guitar influences, and also my mother, uh, May, for, you know, helping me along the way with everything and um, helping me with the, uh, the Navajo language <laughs> so yeah awesome all right i think that's uh those are all my questions um i'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording yeah matthias for letting me talk with you about uh your project east now uh really cool and inspiring um especially with uh learning you know the navajo language 
you know, um, speaking for myself, you know, I'm not a fluent speaker. Uh, I do recognize, you know, words and, you know, phrases, but, you know, I'm not 100% fluent. But, um, you know, it definitely does inspire me to learn more and practice more. Um, I think the Navajo tribe is lucky enough to have um, a lot of documentation on the language. You know, there's textbooks, there's, you know, videos, there's, you know, the Star Wars movie with the Navajo um, audio. Um, it's all there. And, you know, I just, you know, hope that, you know, everyone can kind of reach, look into the resources and, you know, keep uh, keep the Navajo language alive. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play some music that uh, Matthias uh, recommended that people should check out. I'm going to play two tracks. Uh, one uh, is going to be the song Parasite. And I believe that was released as a standalone single. And then I'm going to finish off with the track uh, I Am Isnahe, which uh, was uh, released last year from the Reservation Kills album. So uh, be sure to check out, you know, uh, Isnahe on the streaming services, um, follow on social media. And then if you want merch, definitely check out his uh, merch site. I'll leave links to those uh, sites in the description. All right. <laughs>
Yeah.